Welcome to Is It Fast Live, the weekly podcast where we handpick our favourite stories from the world of motorsport, automotive and everything else. It is a jam-packed show for you this evening. The world is well and truly coming to life. Uh, this week we talk about the fact that Sebastian Loeb is the king of Monte Carlo. Formula E makes a return this weekend, so plug in, sit down and get ready. Drive Tribe closes its doors at the end of this week, which is a crying shame. But don't worry, we've got you covered. Uh, Volkswagen are getting a buzz on about their new ID. If you're a driver or a cyclist, listen closely because the rules of the road are changing. In TikTok, we talk about watches. A Kia has been named the car of the year, and Bacon makes a run for it. So, an awful lot to cover, but of course, I'm not on my own. We've also got Other Stew with us this evening. Thank you very much, Stu. Not always a delight to be here. And if you don't mind, I, again, I've been musing a lot this week. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. I don't really work that hard. Um, I'm not normally one for the whole kind of old oh, new year, new me type thing. D despite my jet black hair, boyish good looks, um, and this part is obviously for the, the listeners, that I'm kind of like a younger, more handsome Dave Grohl slash David Swimmer mix, but I really am kind of getting on in years. Um, so I'm wanting to be more active, maybe walk more, which is obviously ideal for a car podcast i grant you uh diet also a big part of it uh, i can't consume burgers and pizzas uh, like i used to uh, but i've also been doing some reading about the negative effects of smoking and drinking um so i've decided to give up reading um i encourage <laughs> all of our viewers and listeners um, to do the same and get all your necessary news and audio visual uh, podcast form so welcome to is it fast <laughs> I don't know if we can condone that, but that is a definitely a, um, a message well and truly, is it fast stamped and approved? Uh, yes, everybody give up reading and start listening and watching more because it really would help us out. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, but we do have an awful lot in store this evening. Uh, so while you aren't reading, but you are in fact listening and watching, let's start with some uh, exciting news from the world of rally. So uh, last weekend, uh, the Monte Carlo rally uh, was centre stage uh, as uh, the centrepiece of the rally world took focus. Uh, uh, South France? Yeah, southern France. Uh, but it was a huge, huge uh, three or four days where it was... Sebastian Loeb, that was crowned the winner of the Monte Carlo, uh, I was going to say Grand Prix, uh, Monte Carlo Rally. Uh, he was fighting it out with another Sebastian legend, Seb Ogier, won it in the last stage by 9.6 seconds, I think it was. Uh, and that was only because Ogier got a time penalty uh, handed to him. So the lead would have been only 0.5 of a second. And that was after Ogier suffered a front left puncture uh, in the last uh, couple of stages. Uh, so Sebastian Loeb and co-driver Isabel Galmich uh, managed to cross the line in first place, uh, which was very impressive. Uh, it was Loeb's 80th uh, win in the World Rally Championship and first since winning the Rally Spain for Citroën in 2018, uh, which was also the same season that M Sport scored their last victory in the Rally GB, uh, which was all pretty good. Um, I like Rally. And it yeah. was very exciting. It was a good way to start 2022. It really was, yeah. I don't think the WRC really could have asked for a better opening weekend. It was just chock full of action. Uh, Sebastian Loeb, uh, the guy just likes Monte Carlo, doesn't he? Um, he does, he does. That's his eighth title there. I, I did feel uh, sorry for Uger. Um, obviously, the front left tyre, the time penalty, um, but God, you, you, you just cannot count Sebastian Loeb out. He's 47 now. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's getting on. Yeah. And he actually trailed by almost half a minute heading into the penultimate speed test on day four. Um, so obviously he's got a fantastic machine 
uh, behind an even better team. Uh, big congratulations as well to uh, Ireland's Craig Breen finishing third uh, and the UK's uh, Gus Greensmith on his fifth place finish as well. So well represented uh, for the boys there. I think it moves on to Scandinavia now, um, Rally Sweden. And a place called uh, Ume, uh, which I think is also the Ooh. accent you get above um, uh, E's and things like that in French. Uh, Sebastian would be able, to, either Sebastian would be able to tell us that. Uh, and that's at the, the end weekend of February. So long may World Rally continue. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was a real uh, a real tester because obviously we had those brand new Rally One uh, uh, cars, the Puma the uh, new GR Yaris Rally 1 and the uh, i20N. But yeah, Sebastian Loeb flying in from finishing second in the Dakar uh, only to absolutely smash it in Monte Carlo. It was the sublime to the ridiculous, the sandy to the sandy shores of the Côte d'Azur, although obviously the Monte Carlo takes place uh, I don't know if you see uh, quite a bit of snow uh, mm. was uh, was about, uh, which was quite interesting. But really, really, from a from a rally championship perspective, what a great advert, as you say, for the first uh, round of the year, but also the very first outing of this new rally group, the Rally One group uh, of incredibly fast motor vehicles. So well done! Uh, if you did yeah. watch the World Rally Championship of Monte Carlo. Uh, please do let us know what you thought. Um, were you impressed by the three new Rally 1 category cars? Did you watch any of the World Rally 2 championship uh, racing? Because I caught a little bit of that. Uh, and that was also very impressive. Skoda putting in a really, really good, uh, a really good uh, tour de force uh, on that particular uh, stage f- two on Friday was particularly good. Uh, but there we have it. World Rally Championship is back with a big Puma French bang in Monte yeah. Carlo. I've got to say, it did kind of surprise me, like Monte Carlo. If I'm going to Monte Carlo, I'm not expecting to have to pack my shallow pits. Um, <laughs> but obviously, ideal for rallying, some brilliant scenery, fantastic pictures, great racing. And, well, I don't think it'll get much warmer weather-wise if they're going off to Sweden at the end of February. No, no, uh, I don't think so. But golly, golly, gosh, uh, isn't Rally just fantastic? But tell us what you thought. Uh, it was one heck of a start uh, and very impressive uh, from everybody involved. Well, ruddy done to everybody. Uh, but because we are lovers of motorsport uh, and we are now really going into uh, into the motorsport season uh, there is something to be excited about uh, as we head into uh, what will be the weekend. Formula E. <laughs> I don't know why I giggle when I say it. It sounds a bit weird. Uh, Formula E returns this weekend uh, for season eight. Uh, change accelerated is the Formula E slogan. Uh, and it really, really is. Um, it was an incredible season last year. The, very tight racing, action all over the place. They're going to some incredible venues this year. Lots and lots of street circuits. They're going uh, to Diria in, uh, this weekend in Saudi Arabia to start off with. They end up in Seoul. They go over to New York. There's obviously the race in London. It's going to be incredible. And if I must say so, at the risk of being punted by my uh, more commercially minded colleagues at Is It Fast. Uh, you can watch it live on Channel 4 now. Now, you could watch it live before on BBC and on Eurosport, I believe. But the fact that it's on Channel 4, they do such great coverage on their F1, if I'm being honest with yeah, you. Yeah, they really do. Very, very excited that it's going to be on Channel 4 uh, live. They're going to do a really, really good job. Uh, And as you can see, they're quite excited about it at Formula E because they've done a really cool video. For those of you that are listening, you won't be able to see this. But for those of you who are watching, it's Formula E drivers running around like some sort of weird Budweiser advert crossed with some sort of Reebok ad, uh, all going absolutely mad for it before the season starts. In fact, there's drivers running about with helmets on uh, rather than the cars zooming around. And just as I say that, the cars come back on and embarrass me. Formula E back for season eight. Is it going from strength to strength or do we not care? Yeah, you know what? Absolutely. Um, that is us in season eight of um, history of Formula E. Um, yeah. It is obviously very much still in symphony. 
that's amazing. That's some charge. I really kind of get my phone to last a whole day, never mind eight seasons. So fair play to them. Um, reigning teams world champions, Mercedes EQ, uh, still very strong lineup once again, retaining both uh, Nick DeVries and uh, Stroffel Vandron. Is it? Yeah. Vandron. Van Dorn, thank you very much. Uh, but for me, um, if you are watching a Channel 4 coverage, as Stu said, one to look out for is the new uh, Nissan Edams uh, team, um, known for building very quick racing cars, especially over a lap. Uh, heading into the Season 8, uh, they may have lost the services uh, of uh, Oliver Rowland, but they've picked up one of very promising new talents, uh, a guy called Maximilian Gunfer. So definitely, watch, uh, definitely worth looking out for them. Um, and we're starting back in Saudi Arabia at the end of this month, this weekend. I'm definitely a growing fan of the Formula E. Um, really looking forward to uh, what's going to be the penultimate race weekend, which is rounds 13-14. It's going to be in London, uh, weekend of the 30th, 31st of July. Let's hope the crowds can get into this one this time round and give it the support it deserves. I am desperate, and I mean this unequivocally, I am desperate to go to the E-Prix in London. I would absolutely love to go. Um, I've never managed to get to a Formula E race, either as press, thanks for the invite, or uh, <laughs> or as a punter. I would I would pay to go. I would pay to go and see these guys at well, the XL. Don't say that. Let's try and get free tickets first. I would definitely not pay to go and see this at the XL, but, you know. Um, it's awesome. It's really interesting. I like I, I love the fan engagement. I love how you can, at home, send power-ups to your favorite drivers. It's incredible. Um, and the locations that they go to, you know, they, they're starting to build a package. Don't forget these guys started from scratch only yeah. eight years ago. It's really quite impressive. Uh, and to see the manufacturers back it as well is fantastic. But best of luck to everybody involved with Formula E as they head to Diria this weekend. Uh, the whole team behind the scenes at Formula E and all the teams themselves as well. I think it's going to be really, really tight. So many questions to be answered across the, the space of the season. Is Nick De Vries going to become a double champion? Is the Nissan team going to do any good? Are Jag and going to come good and finally take a title home uh, for Sam and, and all the rest of it? Who knows uh, but it really is looking like a fantastic championship on the horizon we will be covering it here on is it fast as much as we can because it's interesting uh, but do tell us what do you think of formula e are you a fan tell us do you think it's not very good also tell us because we are interested to know and if you don't like it what can be done to make it more interesting equally if you do like it why do you like it Bit of bit of engagement. Let's do that. Um, but yeah, Formula E. Yeah. No, I think maybe you, you could allow them to kind of like throw mushrooms at each other or kind of <laughs> like, like drive yeah. through stars and kind of get power-ups. That'd be cool. Yeah. Which is basically yeah. what they do now, to be fair. So yeah. it's it's ne nearly there. Maybe the addition of stars rather than the kind of... It's like a bit, bit of a mix of like Total Wipeout, Mario Kart and Formula One at the moment. And, I, and that is not a complaint. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It is not <laughs> a bad thing. But Formula E, tell us what you think about it coming back. Season A out in Saudi Arabia in Diria. Uh, I think it's going to be cracking. I have actually carved time out of my weekend uh, to, uh, to 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 sit down and watch it properly um, because I think it I think it merits it you know absolutely uh, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be good. Hi, I'm Daniel Robotton, racing the British Touring Car Championship with Team Dynamics, and you're watching Is It Fast? Dan Robotton there, touring car driver, multiple race podium finisher, and race winner in the Team Dynamics. Honda Civic Type R. If you are watching us, please do follow us on your social media platform of choice to make sure that if you're watching this by accident, you do it on purpose next time. And if you're listening to us, please do make sure you subscribe to us using your podcast distribution tool of choice. No judgments here. Just make sure it works and goes into your ears. Uh, talking of uh, platforms of choice and distribution, uh, very sad news uh, from the world of... 
uh, automotive outlets and the such like. Uh, the end of this week, on the 28th of January, uh, we will see the Drive Tribe website and application closing its digital doors for good. Uh, we just want to say a quick thank you to everybody at Drive Tribe for everything that they have done for us in the car community over the last ooh, four or five years, give or take. Oh, look, it's my profile there. That's interesting. Uh, but uh, it's a crying shame. But do not fear. If you're a fan of Drive Tribe, guess what? Your favorite Drive Tribers, your favorite creators, your favorite writers have come over to Is It Fast? Uh, so far, we have more than one of them has made the jump. Uh, we had, Only joking, we have a lot of incredibly talented writers that have made the jump to Is It Fast so that they can continue sharing their love and passions with you. So if you are a fan of Drive Tribe, fear not, you can come over to Is It Fast, the website, or our social media pages and read and watch some of your favorite Drive Tribers we'd like to hear is oh look at that if you're watching as you can see a little selection of their smiley faces there and they're all very happy smiley people they're, they're a good looking bunch they are a good looking bunch i didn't realize yeah. that that was gonna that was gonna happen when when we started inviting drive tribers over to is it fast so they could keep creating uh, i didn't realize that we would very quickly be superseded by both talent wit looks and intelligence we have been well and truly stood up uh, yeah. but it is, it is i know it's awkward isn't it we're, we're on a shaky platform we right? really are but we're making we're, we're making good um but a huge welcome to all the drive tribers that are coming over if you are a drive tribe and you want to write for us or contribute to us or just have a platform where you can continue your community focus being and creativity then we are open to you if you're a fan of drive tribe we are here for you too so just yeah. a, a thank you to Drive Tribe. I started writing for Drive Tribe in 2017, I think, back in the day. And if it wasn't for Drive Tribe, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And if it wasn't for Drive Tribe, I also wouldn't be able to keep up to date with lots of interesting things. Uh, so if you're a fan of keeping up to date with interesting things, make sure that you do follow us on your social media platform of choice. And you are looking at just a selection of content creators that have jumped over. There's quite a few of them. There is, yeah. So basically, without Drive Tribe, I would actually have uh, my Wednesday nights back. That's an interesting mm -hmm. way looking at it. Uh, no, this is terribly sad and, of course, disappointing for all involved. Uh, Drive Tribe has been a fantastic platform um, for all the content relating to driving cars, motorsport world. Um, it's been a home uh, for many passionate writers and where a lot of kind of journalists have been able to get their teeth cut, really, uh, mm -hmm. from it. And a, a wider spectrum of it as well, a very supportive, interactive community. Um, but uh, we, as at Fast, we're delighted to, to welcome the new members to to our family. Um, and we've been hitting the ground running. Bless them; they've been absolutely fantastic. The the chat group that we've got has been going brilliantly. They're all very supportive and uh, talking and helping each other. And they've already produced some fantastic uh, content. So we look forward to continue to build this and see where it goes. Thanks, guys. Yep. yep. And if you like reading stuff on Drive Tribe, visit Is It Fast. That's basically the uh, the big message there. But Drive Tribe, you will be missed uh, in your current format. But look forward to seeing what's coming next for the brand as well. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be nice and fun. Uh, Hi, I'm Stuart, and I'm the host of Is It Fast. Hi, I'm Stuart, and I'm the host of Is It Fast. The podcast that talks about planes, trains and automobiles. No, not the film from the 80s with that podgy fellow who was a very good actor. Uh, button didn't go down there, did it? <laughs> oh, diddy, diddy me. Oh, electric cars. There is a buzz around all of them, <laughs> particularly from Volkswagen. So Volkswagen uh, are, I wouldn't say leading the charge. Yeah. Oh. Uh, on electric cars uh, but they're certainly uh, catching up for lost time uh, and amping up their approach to electric cars and this week we found out that the uh, ID Buzz which is their electronic hippie wagon 
uh, will be revealed on the 9th of March. Now, they've been banging on about this since 2017, uh, but uh, they have said that we will be able to see both the commercial version and passenger-carrying version of this uh, in what is only just over a month's time. And they have actually been going out and testing the road-going version of this, which is fantastic. It's going to be on the same MEB platform as the ID3, 4, and 5. Uh, and uh, they are saying that the concept version, which had a 369 brake horsepower four-wheel drive setup, is likely to be binned uh, for a range-topping uh, 295 brake horsepower version instead, but four engines nonetheless. Uh, but typically Volkswagen, right? They're just reincarnating their... California that they call it in America, isn't it? But yeah, the the ninth of March, the legend returns, as they could have said. Um real ah. flower power, the true redawning of the age of Aquarius. Um it truly is the time for the season and ideal to take you to the spirit in the sky, man. Um <laughs> little is known about this. Um they've kind of been teasing us for a long time, as you said, but prototype versions have been spotted uh, getting tested uh, around various places in the world last few months. Uh they have been spotted a few kind of unofficial floatos floating around in there. But if you are going to San Francisco, see what I did there, um, you better have deep pockets because the, the California costs well over eighty thousand pounds. Um now, I don't know many hippies out there, well, that are still out there, um, that are going to buy this thing based on nostalgia alone. Mm. Um, um, I do love to see these, uh, but the main appeal has to be the retro and the nostalgia, and it's kind of lost in this reimagination. Uh, I'm not getting my hopes up. I fear that it's not going to look anything like these concepts. Um, it's just more of an electrically styled multi-van for soccer mums. Uh I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I like, I like it. I really oh, like it. You, of course, I... you blooming like it. Oh. <laughs> right, hear me out. No, first of I'm all, I'm going to mute you. Can I, I like... mute you? No, absolutely not. I oh. like all that. I can mute you there, bro. So let's all be easy, man. Uh, see what I did there. Um, the cat. Right, I like the VW ID range. Full stop. So I'm already at a loss. The ID. I don't like. Actually, that's not true. I already like the Volkswagen Transporter, as was the California, all the rest of it. I already like that. And this is an easy sell. I don't care. That, you know, all electric, fine. Sell it to me. Don't care. The fact that I like this commercial version, although it, it is a concept um, where it looks a little bit like an elongated, stretched out Volkswagen ID3 slash 4 slash 5. But... I think it's really, really cool. I really, really do. I think it, I think they've done a cracking job. Um, I think you're right. I don't think it will look anything like the concept Aww. when it's done. Um, but look at, look at the picture of the one on, on the screen right now. There's one of those that's just along uh, the road from me, and it's in this beautiful kind of mm. aqua, um, bluey, green, and it looks awesome. It's a proper 1960s, 70s. I know I'm going to say the word love bug, but that, that's exactly kind of what it is. It does harker back to that. The thing on the right doesn't look like that. It's going to, for me, it looks super cheap, plasticky. Nah, it's, it's just not got the same kind of warmth that, that I okay. feel the original's got. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? There was someone like you in 1960 that said that about that. So progress happens to all people. You can either run with it <laughs> or be battered in the face by it. So... Do you know what, you dinosaur? It's up to it's up to you. Do you know what? I can see exactly. I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying completely and totally. It does lose quite a lot of the recognisable aspects from even the transporter that's come before. You know, obviously, it's a million miles away from the original Love Bug hippie wagon. What is it? Is there any other names for it? I don't know. But don't, oh, there is. I, there I is. But I'm not going to say it. Actually, I can't <laughs> imagine. Yeah, you're, we are not seeing the other one. <laughs> I just can't imagine. Rhymes with Maglagon. <laughs> I just can't imagine jumping in this to listen to the Doors or um, Pink Floyd and getting my freak on. Um, yeah, no, mm, fair one. But tell us what you think. Is the new Volkswagen ID Buzz 
everything you'd hope for? Are you getting a tingly buzz feeling from the ID buzz, or do you just think it's a bit rubbish? Is it is is Volkswagen officially lost it? Tell us what you think. Uh, I think it's nice. I think it's cool. I think progress is is a good thing, uh, but unfortunately, not everybody does, which is awkward. Put an eight track in, then we'll talk. <laughs> an eight track? Wow, that would be amazing. That would be um, awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome, like legitimately. But uh, yeah, tell us what you think. The new Volkswagen ID Buzz will be revealed on March the 9th. We'll all find out whether I'm right or wrong at that stage. But are you excited about the Volkswagen ID range? If you're a driver or you are a cyclist, listen closely. This is a public safety announcement. The rules of the road are changing. Take your highway code, rip it into four, and I mean four very small pieces, and throw it out because it's no longer valid from a certain date. Uh, The rules of the road are changing. Uh, Every now and again, they do update the highway code, and they've made some changes. Now, there's actually quite a few changes coming into force in 2022 we've chosen to talk about the ones that we could find graphics for uh so <laughs> uh the we're actually going to try and educate people here because i read these through uh as part of getting ready for the show and i am going to kill people <laughs> uh people are going to die so uh if you <laughs> if you're watching there's a nice that golf graphic. tournament all over again <laughs> golf tournament all over again don't say that i'm going out tomorrow um (laughs) with my golf bats um the (laughs) uh there's a couple of changes in terms of prioritization at junctions and the type of people that get given priority uh so i'm going to try and talk through this rule one hierarchy of road users road users have been split into hierarchies Road users with the potential to cause the most harm, such as those driving big vehicles, have more responsibility to reduce the threat posed to others. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. According to the rules, pedestrians, with particular emphasis on children, older adults, and disabled people, are identified as the most likely to be injured in the event of collision. So, if you drive an HGV or a vehicle that is basically designed... Let's all remember we're driving hunks of metal that are hurtling at people at 30 mile an hour. Um, Be careful. (laughs) I think is... They're just reinforcing that fact, aren't they? That's the first thing. Be careful. If you drive a seven and a half tonner, you're more likely to squish someone than if you're on a scooter. So... It amazes me we've got to show 29 and this is the first time we're pointing out that cars can kill people. I know. I know. It's quite... Yeah quite interesting um so that's the first thing uh, another interesting rule change priority for pedestrians all right pedestrians because pedestrians are only small and we're fleshy we're made of flesh and blood okay uh <laughs> okay uh at a junction <laughs> drivers and motorcyclists must give way to pedestrians crossing or waiting to cross this is a major shake-up, as vehicles were previously given priority at intersections. So where we would have just carried on and gone, nah, mate, uh, we are now going to kill someone because we have to stop and wait for pedestrians to cross. In addition, cyclists should give way to pedestrians on shared cycle tracks. Now, I'm not a cyclist, mm. so I don't know what that actually means. But I imagine what that means is move out of the way if there is a pedestrian. So basically... If you're a pedestrian, you are now given all the rules and rights of way, which I think is probably fair enough. Uh, drivers are to give priority to cyclists in certain situations now, e.g. roundabout. Um, so, cyclists, uh, the new rules urge drivers and motorcyclists to give priority to cyclists when turning in or out of a junction or changing lanes. Drivers are also encouraged to stop and wait for a safe distance between cyclists at roundabouts or during slow-moving traffic. That's fair enough as well. The thing is, cyclists can now basically go wherever they like. Cyclists I, can I, be on... I thought that was the rules anyway. Well, sod me sideways. It does feel that mm. way sometimes. Um, but basically, cyclists can cycle two abreast in the middle of the road. Um, you can... Cycle in the center of the lane to make yourself visible in certain situations. Now, what that means is lycra clad wallies on a Sunday morning 
are going to oh. get, oh, I'm allowed to be in the middle. I'm allowed to be in the middle. And that's going to be that. Um, I just don't, yeah. it's just not going to be the way. But they can be either side, which means as a driver, you've got, I've nearly took my earphones off. I've whisked my head around that quick. You've got to look left, right, move around. You've got to be constantly. Now, I get that you're driving the metal machine. So you have to be, you have to be conscious that you're going to potentially run someone over but what this is doing is in my head taking away huge amounts of responsibility for cyclists to not take their own safety into account and into their own hands you are going to be the cause of many many more road accidents because we're driving cars they're big metal killing machines you should also look out for us i'm sorry i don't want to run anybody over I'm highly up. At, I'm highly against killing people on the road and running cyclists over and pedestrians over. But you know full well. I had a cyclist the other day. This is true, right? I drive a multitude of cars. One of which is massive. You can't miss my car. It's massive, right? I was driving in traffic, not quick, in traffic. I put my brakes on with lots of time. I never slammed the brake. I had my dog in the back of the car. Right? I never slam the brake. I gently apply the brake so my dog doesn't end up being a passenger with me. Right? I slowly sit on the brake, which means I slowly come to a stop. As I slowly come to a stop, I look in my rear view mirror and I see my dog looking out my back window at a cyclist that's nearly gone straight into the back of me because he weren't concentrating. And this was a geezer in full Lycra with at least a free grand bike. Okay? So he fancies himself. What do we do in that situation? The highway code... The highway code also should be pushing everybody to look out for everybody, not making it easier for certain road users to ignore the rules more than they have to. Yeah. Sorry, it got a bit heated there, guys. I'm sorry. No, no. But me what? and my dog were looking at this fella, and he knew, he knew, he was inches from that because he just weren't concentrating. He was looking down, going, Oh, my BPM. Oh, I've traveled so many miles on my bike. Oh, my God, there's a Volvo estate that has come slowly to a stop in traffic, which is what it's meant to do. So my dog was confused. Uh, I was confused. He was confused. We were all confused. And all I could think was, thank Christ, this geezer hasn't cycled into the back of my car and hurt himself. That's what I, even though it would have been fully his Mm. own fault. Anyway, rules of the road are changing. Well, are you ready for some good ranting? Because here it comes. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I genuinely think these new rules, as you said, will lead to a massive, massive increase in rear-end collisions, and it'll also lead to a massive spike in road rage as well. Um, I weigh about 170 pounds. The average car weighs over 4,000. Who the hell's going to win that battle if I decide to step out because, uh, oh, that's the rules of the road? Jeez, oh. Some pedestrians are really bad, though. Uh, they don't look where they're going. They've buried their head in their phones. Or my favourite one, blindly pushing out the pram onto the road first. That That's an absolute doozy. Uh, I love this. Um, don't get me wrong, some cars could be a lot more considerate when it does come to pedestrians. Uh, many round where I live have got no idea what a flipping zebra crossing is. Um, cyclists already think they rule the roads and this is now just going to confirm it um i probably like many others i've seen many cyclists pedaling down the middle of the roads um without a car without a care in the world um holding up numbers of buses and cars and everything like that uh, around them nothing more frustrating than these lycra cloud louts going three and four abreast is there they, they just no. pedal down the middle of the roads um for me if they're bringing this in now Cyclists now have to have insurance, have to pay road tax, and they must have a license. And I don't want to hear all oh, road taxes for emissions. Like, no, none of this nonsense. You're on the road, you're paying to use it. I'm sorry. Um, what are all these blooming cycle lanes for anyway? The amount of roads in this um country that aren't big enough either for this type of thing. Councils have spent millions up and down the country putting these in, and these kind of rules have just made them basically moot um yeah um all right just while i'm on it as well i also want to make sure that we put more cameras at red lights so cyclists don't think they can just pedal on bloody through them as well because they think they don't apply either Mm -hmm. i agree now i must caveat all that i mean that was top ranting top ranting Uh, as was was yours oh mine came from a place of pure i mean it's yeah but 
we don't want to come across that we hate pedestrians and cyclists. Okay, <laughs> I am despite a pedestrian. The last ten minutes, despite yeah. the last ten, it was ten minutes. Crikey, um, <laughs> I am a pedestrian. I walk actually much more than I than I drive with. Yeah, but just you know, and of course, not all bikeists don't get on your comment horse. Like, of course, most of you do the right thing. Of course you do. I get that. I see people all the time. You know, I live in the middle of a city. I see lots of bikes. All right. I get it. But I just, um, it just feels a bit silly is all I'm saying. But why don't you tell us what you think of the new rules of the road? We don't want anyone being caught out. Make sure you do study the highway code uh, because there's many changes that are coming into into force uh, over the course of the year. Make sure you're doing the right thing. But for all road users, please be considerate of each other. We all need to live together. We all need to get where we're going. Most of the time, doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get where you're going. So let's not get aggy with each other. This is something I've learned as I'm getting older. Okay? More, more pace, less speed. So something like that. But there are many rule changes. Tell us what you think. Are you a cyclist? And you're probably not watching, so don't care. Uh, are you a driver? Tell us what you think of the new rules of the road. It is going to impact all of us, uh, some of us more than others. <sighs> that was quite cathartic. <laughs> yeah, and breathe. Oh, my yeah. word. I was so, so angry. Um, so, what time is it, Stu? It's time for TikTok. Yay. Yes, it is. Very exciting stuff coming from TikTok. Every single week, we scour the internet for the latest in the world of watches. Things that help you tell the time that go on your wrist. This week, the Commonwealth Games are coming, and <laughs> apparently. Uh, and so, uh, we want to share this very interesting piece from... Longines, Longines. I know that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, Longines uh, have released this, the Hydro Conquest 22. Gosh, what a great name. Uh, Longines are longtime partners of the Commonwealth Games, and this is their latest piece. Uh, it is limited to 2022 pieces, uh, but they are supporting the Commonwealth Games, which this year is going to be in, drum roll please, can you guess? I know the answer, so I'm not going to spoil oh, it. But... Uh, Birmingham. In the Midlands. That's right. England's second city is going to be playing host to the Commonwealth Games. Uh, so Longines uh, got involved with the Commonwealth Games in 1962. Then there was a bit of a gap. And then they oversaw it 2014, 2018. And they've signed a deal for 2022, 2026, and 2030. What do we think of this? Tell us something about this beautiful Longines Hydro Conquest 22. Yes, the commies are coming, and we're not talking about the Russians in the 80s if you're an American. Uh, Longines Longtime Partners, uh, this is the latest piece. Um, over 70 countries are competing in the games between the end of July up to the 8th of August. Uh, quite interesting. It has been limited to 2022 pieces so mm -hmm. there we go very See interesting there. there yeah um but um for me it doesn't really do anything this watch has all the style charm and uh, character of birmingham itself um <laughs> the, the press release um a daring design sporty modern lines where where, where are these things have they tried kind of like buzzword bingo for watches um you're, you're trying to market a watch. You think kind of seeing it would be a good start for writing about it. Um, the, the metal, for me, looks really kind of light and cheap. Um, the design is very too simple and predictable um, as well. Uh, yeah, the, the back casing is engraved with the Birmingham 2022 logo on it. Um, it's got the colors of the event, which kind of match in with the logo that they've designed. Uh, do you know how much it is? I do not. Ah, I can tell you. It's £1,600. <laughs> yeah. It is a definite no for me. Yeah. No no chance for me. They could literally shot put this to a record distance. I, I oh, wouldn't very, care. very good. Thank oh, you. that is a shame. Uh, I 50% agree with you. All right. Okay. 
So, does it look cheap? Yes. Will it feel cheap? Probably not. Only because I mm. felt I felt uh, long. Ugh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's really bad. I'm going to say it's probably French. So I'm just going to call it Longine. how I would Longine uh, or something. Uh, it's it it. I know they don't feel cheap when you get them in your hand. Um, colors. Yes, I know they're the colors of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see you raising your hand as I said that. Um, <laughs> I can get her. Yes, Stuart does not feel cheap when you get them in your hands. Um, <laughs> the colors. Yeah, I can see why. They are the colours of the Birmingham games uh, around the uh, face of the watch. Are they hideous? Yes. Do they make sense? Yes. So, okay, I can't begrudge them that. Uh, 1,600 quid? Absolutely not. I'm sorry, it doesn't do it for me. Now, I know that's actually in keeping with a lot of their range. They do charge between five, six, seven, eight hundred quid, two, three, four grand for watches. Like, fair enough. Uh, no, I'm not a big enough fan of the Commonwealth Games. Uh, they'll probably sell them, two thousand of them. They'll probably give yeah. some away as prizes as well. Let's be honest, you know, phone-ins as part of the games. Mm. I'm really sorry, Longine, it's not for me. Um, I think if it was five hundred quid, cool. If it was twenty-two quid to celebrate the 2022 games, also yeah. Do you know what? Even if they priced it at two thousand and twenty-two pound, I'd understand that as well. <laughs> Like, I'd also get that. Um, but yeah, um, it's really, really, really not for me. I, th- I think 10 out of 10 for trying. And it's nice that they've put a lot of effort into it. But yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> it's not, it's really not doing it. I, I fail to see what effort they've kind of put into it. They're, they've basically just kind of colored the dials to match the... That, that could be a standard Longine watch without it. I could get buying this if you are competing in the games or you've got a loved one competing in the games and you want an extra special memento because you are going to go and see them mm. uh, competing mm. after a couple of years of not being able to go to events to compete or or see somebody. I could see it then, but that is yeah. a very, very personal connection you're going to have to the event and, the, and yeah. a watch. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Tell us what you think. What do you think of the 2022 Longines Commonwealth Games watch the Hydro Conquest 22. It's quite a cool name. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's it's really not a win from us. It does look like a standard Longines that they've pepper sprayed with uh, colour and then given them a new back to it. Yeah, it'll be available in the bill ring. Don't worry. You'll find it. <laughs> probably right now. Um, but there... <laughs> I <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. That's mean. Birmingham, we love you. Uh, I know you enjoy the Commonwealth Games. Uh, wait, oh, hold on. Weren't you nearly at a Commonwealth Games as an athlete? I've just remembered this. No, we're not <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, that's why I'm so bitter. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for another day. Uh, but <laughs> tell, tell, <laughs> no, shut up. Next move. Yeah. Next move on. Move on. I wouldn't be very good if I was wearing my watch with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's the reason you didn't qualify. Uh, Rhythmic gymnastics isn't what it used to be. (laughs) Get out of that leotard. Um, (laughs) And if you'd like to see Stuart in a leotard, uh, please do call us on 0800 What's That Bulge? Oh, I thought that was for the Is It Fast Only fans. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the next thing. That's the next cool. big announcement. Oh, dearie, dearie. Moving swiftly on. Um, uh, the What Car Car of the Year Awards took place last week in London. Uh, we are reliably informed we were not invited. Uh, oh. The uh, But it's cars were awarded with prizes. And the What Car Car, was it What Car? Yeah, the car of the yeah, year. What car? Yeah. What car? Yeah, the what car? Car of the year. Uh, EV6, the Kia EV6. Absolutely incredible. Uh, the electric SUV and the top prize uh, because it's a range topper. So it is knocking records out of the park. 328 miles of range officially, managing 224 miles in a near worst case low temperature conditions. Uh, and that was a test conducted by what car testers? So they must know what they're talking about. Uh, And the judges praised it for lots of different things, obviously, because it means the EV6 won. Um, Fair play. So London's Grosvenor House Hotel played host to Kia winning their prize 
and it was a very well-earned prize, I must say. I think the EV6 is a wonderful piece of kit. We're looking to go out and one very soon, so do make sure that you subscribe mm. to Visit Fast for that. Uh, but the Kia EV6, what car? Car of the year. Do we agree? Do we not agree? Based on the fact is we this, haven't driven it yet. <laughs> yeah. Is this the car in the adverts that you see kind of peacefully driving through like beautiful cherry blossoms? Uh, I can't remember. I think right. it might be. Well, it may be. It's, it's definitely a kit. Well, it looks very elegant and whimsical. Um, it does have a name very similar to that of a discount uh, Leo, um, Lynx deodorant can. Uh, but that's about the only <laughs> issue I've got with it. Um, it is Kia's second overall win at uh, the What Car Awards uh, in four years. So definitely doing something right. Mm. Um, what Car editor Steve Huntingford said once again, Kia have set new benchmarks uh, for electric vehicles. The EV6 is a terrific all-rounder uh, that answers electric uh, car buyers' questions around range. Charging times are brilliant. Um, I believe it can do a 10% to 80% charge in an, an estimated 18 minutes. Um, and it also offers a terrific space, refinement, and value for money. Um, Kia, for me, really have done a fantastic job in shaking off that cheap and nasty cheerful thing that they probably had about a decade ago. But now they're winning awards. It's a very mm. stylish-looking vehicle, very cost-effective uh, to purchase and run. Um, we went to see the, the, the guys, the team at uh, Kia Canterbury recently. Uh, what a great crew they are, really. Um, and... Okay, I was really there to kind of like stare slack jawed at the, the Kia Stinger because what a machine that is. Um, yeah, but the EV6, very eye catching as well. Um, glad to see it won, but uh, there's a lot of great kind of electric cars out there. Um, uh, the oh, God, what's it called? The Unique 5. Um, ah, uh, yes, the yeah. Hyundai Ionic 5. Ionic, yes. thank you. Sorry, um, definitely up there. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the Tesla Model 3, uh, apparently, on course to become Europe's um, biggest selling electric vehicle. Um, Make sure you watch your video on that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have an opinion on a Tesla, apparently. Uh, who um, Holy heck. Um, yeah, there's yeah purchase yeah. experience video. Definitely worth yes. checking out. And the, and yes. the Facebook comments as well. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, long may there be multiple brands out there making excellent electric cars. But well done to Kia. Yes, well done to Kia. I would pick the Kia EV6 over a Tesla 3 for a variety of different reasons. Myself, personally, not that there's anything wrong with a Tesla 3, I imagine. Uh, make sure, like you say, you do watch our video where we talk to an owner of a Tesla 3 about what it's like to order and receive and then live with a Tesla 3. Uh, but yes, massive well done to Kia. Massive well done to the EV6 uh, for being named the Watcar Car of the Year. Uh, massive, massive well done. It is quite the prestigious title. So that is very, very good. Um, tell us what you think of the Kia EV6. Are you happy that in the last 10, 15 years, Kias are no longer seen as a cheap, uh, nasty uh, alternative to something that's slightly more expensive? It is quite the coming of age for Kia as a brand. Very, very excited to see where they go with their entire range over the next few years. Uh, yes, and as you say, thank you very much to our local Kia dealership in Kent, Canterbury, for welcoming us, welcoming us the other week as we touched all their stuff. <laughs> uh, and it was, <laughs> it, was, it was exciting. I love, I love car dealerships. Um, yeah. Now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh we finished this week. Oh, I've got to compose myself. This is great. This is Pigs might not be able to fly, but bacon may well be able to run. We finished this week uh, on the fact that in Ukraine, um, pigs are already starting to leave. Uh, check this out. This is a pig making an escape from the back of a, frankly, substandard trailer. Um, it spots its chance and it's off. It's off. Um, this was uh, shared by East to West, the Russian uh, news outlet, um, of a pig making a run for it out of the back of a trailer. The, um, <laughs> the guy recording the video is urging the pig on. Go on, go on. And then you can see it jumping out the back, avoiding a passing car uh, with great skill and dexterity and um, making its bid for freedom. 
Uh, we're not entirely sure if the pig was ever recollected, if or if it is still currently living its life uh, in uh, Ukraine. <laughs> to, uh, uh, what of sometimes the internet oh. just delivers amazingness, doesn't it? Uh, it really does. Uh, for me, it's obvious that this little piggy did not want to go to market. Um, there, this is why I love the, the, the dash cam rules uh, in that part of the world. Um, you must have one for driving this. And it does catch all this amazing craziness uh, as well. Uh, the driver filming uh, this kind of a, escape to hog roastery um, managed to break in time. That would have been an amazing drawing for the insurance form, wouldn't it? <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but um, let's be honest, a bit of a rash attempt to save his bacon. Um, I'm sorry, that was bad. Um, it is com- it is unconfirmed uh, whether the escapee uh, was able to kind of get away with it, but hope nobody squealed on him. Um. I've got one more. May I? Go on. Yeah, please. All right. And I think it's fair to say that the, the live action uh, Peppa Pig is going to be a bit more action packed than the audiences would actually normally expect. So there we go. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, that's that, quite <laughs> quite the puns there. Quite the piggy puns. Uh, but this is, yeah, this is the news that in Ukraine, pigs are uh, <laughs> jumping for freedom uh, when they get the chance. Um, yeah, I won't roast you on that, but it's oh. uh, it's not it's not <laughs> not a bad one. But t- tell us, look, I mean, pigs are cute, but they're also terrifying. I thought I was all yeah. right with pigs, and then I saw a massive pig up close. A friend of mine had a pig on a farm, Treacle. God rest her soul. The pig has since, since that's the name of the pig. I thought I was going to say it was Treacle, your pal, or the pig. <laughs> I think the name of the pig was Treacle. Anyway, whatever. Massive pig, but they're terrifying. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But we're smart. not we're that weird generation that saw Babe and thinks they're all tiny and cute and like remember <laughs> tea, tea, teacup pigs as well? No, yeah. they're actually all massive. Yeah, they're massive. Pigs are massive, mate. Mm. If you hit a pig in the car, you know about it. Yeah. Like no two ways about it. But yes, thank thank the Lord that this pig um managed to evade oncoming traffic uh, and make a break for it and hopefully is living away uh, living its life quite happily in a in a ukrainian forest somewhere um how long that lasts for we don't know could be a couple of weeks before it ends up being blown to kingdom come political uh, but uh, uh <laughs> there's a pig in ukraine that do a better job than another pig somewhere else uh, but mm. there we have it the <laughs> big pig babe pig in the babe was it babe pig in the city was that it? That was the sequel. Yeah. Was that the t- yeah, yeah. Baram you. Oh dear. Uh, but there we have it. Uh, unfortunately, time is against us. It's been another jam-packed, ham jam-packed week. Oh. Uh, is, it- <laughs> is it fast? We do handpick all of our favorite stories and all our favorite curly tales from the week of autosport, motorsport, autocars, and everything in between. Thank you very much for watching Is It Fast? We do go out live every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. GMT. Remember, if you like what you've watched, then do follow us on your social media platform of choice to catch not just our live weekly show, but also read wonderful things from our beautiful incredibly talented team at is it fast hq watch live motorsport highlights from all sorts of weird and wonderful sports from around the world and much much more besides and remember there are two things that no man will ever admit you can't do well drive or make love if you had to pick which one would you admit to golly gosh good night Ha, 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 ha.